June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Welcome to Chaz. An autonomous city within a city. Inside the occupied zone, barricaded streets, and no cops allowed. Plus, was this cop really denied use of the restaurant bathroom? I came in and you just completely just blew me off. When nature calls in the middle of this. So where do you go when you have to go? Then, toppled. As the top U.S. general apologizes for participating in President Trump's photo op. I should not have been there. And team takedown. Why are you putting handcuffs on for jaywalking. All he was doing was jaywalking. Plus, new video. The backyard where the remains of the two missing children were found. What we spotted from above. Why did it take so long to find these children? Then, the guy who went on a 75-day retreat and came out to a new world. He missed the pandemic and the protests. Did you, in a sense, feel like Rip Van Winkle? Plus, Day one is the beach reopens. Then this happens. Sharks dead ahead. And hey ma, I've got some news for you. <laughs> now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. An extraordinary situation in Seattle. Calls for racial justice and turmoil across the country have resulted in a takeover of one part of Seattle. As the standoff continues, there's now a war of words between the president and local officials. A stunning moment as protesters take over an entire neighborhood in Seattle and declare it an autonomous free zone. The streets are barricaded. Men with assault rifles stand guard at checkpoints. They painted over surveillance cameras. The The sign says, Welcome to the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, CHAZ for short. The zone under occupation is a city within a city, six blocks in total. At its center, a police precinct that has been taken over after cops abandoned it to avoid a violent confrontation. Inside Edition cameras were inside the zone today. The police precinct is now called the People's Precinct. Look, this sign says you are now leaving the USA. President Trump is demanding the barricades be torn down and the neighborhood taken back. Domestic terrorists have taken over Seattle. Take back your city now. If you don't do it, I will. These ugly anarchists must be stopped immediately. Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin responded, Make us all safe. Go back to your bunker. Black Lives Matter. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany appeared on Fox News today. Does the president plan to use military action on the streets of Seattle? Well, the president's message is that he will secure the streets in this country. Inside the zone, there are free concerts, free food at a store called a no-cop co-op, even movie night in a public square. 
Black Lives Matter has been painted on the street in huge letters. And social distancing? Forget about it. There are also disturbing allegations from cops. We have heard anecdotally reports of citizens and businesses being asked to pay a fee to operate within this area. This is the crime of extortion. Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best was given access to the precinct to try to resolve the crisis. Can we talk to you? In a video address, she told cops it was a mistake to abandon the precinct. You should know, leaving the precinct was not my decision. You fought for days to protect it. The takeover began after protesters occupied City Hall, demanding the mayor's resignation. Then they marched back to the Capitol Hill District and with no cops to stop them, set up the barricades. Now there's a tense standoff. An apology from a police officer who wrongly called out a coffee shop for not letting him use the restroom. It's a situation that puts the spotlight on a rule that many people may not know about. New COVID-19 regulations prevent many places from letting members of the public use the restroom. So what are you supposed to do if nature calls? Here's Stephen Fabian. It's video showing a black cop being refused use of a bathroom at a coffee shop in Brooklyn. I asked you, as a courtesy, let me use the bathroom. My colleague just came. She's white. The barista won't budge. You just let my colleague use the bathroom right here. I didn't let anyone use the bathroom. The cop was so upset he posted the video on social media. And now in these racially charged times, some people called for violence against the coffee shop. Turns out, though, the officer was wrong. The owner of the coffee shop provided security video showing a white female cop was also refused access to the bathroom. You can see the same barista telling her it's off limits. No one was allowed to use it because of the pandemic. But initially, his video goes out there. It goes viral. What happens to you in your store before people know the real story? We had tons of of threats. Um, I felt so threatened I had to go to the local precinct and report them. The officer had this to say on Facebook. I was factually wrong, but emotionally right. The interaction at the coffee shop is shedding light on a big problem with thousands of Americans participating in marches for racial justice across the nation. Where do they go when they have to go to the bathroom? Here in New York City, restaurants are only open for takeout and curbside pickup. So customers are not allowed inside to use the facilities. Check out this graphic in the New York Post calling the Big Apple the Big Toilet. There's more video sparking outrage today. A teen on the ground in handcuffs. What did he do? He was taken into custody for jaywalking. The Tulsa police has launched an internal investigation. Why are you putting handcuffs on? All he was doing was jaywalking. Back in New York City, an NYPD lieutenant who was photographed taking a knee at a demonstration has sent an email to his fellow officers expressing regret, saying it goes against every principle and value I stand for. Lieutenant Robert Catani says, I spent the first part of my career thriving to build a reputation of a good cop. I threw that all in the garbage. When he made, quote, a horrible decision to give in to a crowd of protesters' demands. At the same time, he says this of disgraced ex-cop Derek Chauvin. We all know that blank in Minneapolis was wrong. The nation's top military chief is apologizing today for being a part of that photo op outside the church in D.C. with President Trump, saying it wrongly gives the impression that the military is involved in domestic politics. 
The Joint Chiefs statement comes as pressure is growing around the country to remove statues of individuals linked to racist moments in history. It's the fall of Columbus. Statues of the Explorer are among the historic symbols being targeted in nationwide protests against divisive historic figures. There were cheers as the statue of Jefferson Davis, the president of the Confederacy, was dragged away from its pedestal in Richmond. NASCAR has officially banned the Confederate flag from its races. And last night, a new Black Lives Matter car made its debut at a race in Virginia, driven by Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's only black driver. You had to feel proud that you were instrumental in being part of that change. Absolutely. I mean, the last couple of weeks for me have been uh, stressful is probably the, the easiest way to put it. In Washington, Nancy Pelosi is calling for 11 Confederate statues to be removed from the halls of Congress. And the Senate Armed Services Committee has voted to rename 10 Army bases, including Fort Hood and Fort Bragg, named after Confederate generals. President Trump is rejecting the move. My administration will not even consider the renaming of these magnificent and fabled military installations. He tweeted, our history is the greatest nation in the world will not be tampered with. His tough talk comes as the nation's top general issues an extraordinary public apology for taking part in that Bible photo op. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, accompanied Trump on his walk to St. John's Church through Lafayette Square that had just been cleared of protesters. I should not have been there. My presence in that moment and in that environment created a perception of the military involved in domestic politics. It was a mistake that I have learned from. And I sincerely hope we all can learn from it. No justice, no peace. The fallout from two weeks of racial discord since the death of George Floyd continues today. A&E officially canceled its number one rated show, Live PD, after it was revealed that an Austin, Texas man died while being arrested by police during the show's production. Dan Abrams is the show's creator and co-host. I'm disappointed. I'm uh, frustrated. I. I fought very hard to try to keep the show uh, on the air. Another show, Vanderpump Rules, has fired four cast members who are alleged to have made racist comments on social media. This is the restaurant where the reality series Vanderpump Rules is shot. It's boarded up today, but the plywood has been spray painted with messages of support for Black Lives Matter. And the popular country group Lady Antebellum announced today it was changing its name to Lady A to avoid any association with the Old South and the days of slavery. I'm all alone and I need you now. Tough questions are being asked today in the case of two missing children whose remains have just been found. Among them, why was the property not thoroughly searched until just this week? After all, the kids have been missing since last fall. Amber Cagliano has more on this tragic case. This is the scene today where the remains of the two missing children were found. Inside Edition sent a drone over the property in Idaho where the stepfather, Chad Daybell, lives. There's the fire pit. A neighbor says Daybell had big bonfires last fall in the days after the two children disappeared. The hole where authorities are believed to have found the human remains is now filled in. The Daybell home sits in a rural landscape right next to a country road. Oh, man. The grieving grandparents went to see the location for themselves. That's to see where, where JJ was. 
Many are asking why it took so long to find the remains in Daybell's own backyard, since he and his wife Lori have been suspects from day one. I spoke to Rich Robertson, a private investigator for the grandparents. I think they had to wait for the snow to actually melt and the ground to dry up a bit before they could do this. It's being reported that cadaver dogs pinpointed the exact spot of the graves. Chad Daybell's brother says in a statement, some in our extended family are still struggling to accept the reality that Chad could have been involved in something so terribly wrong. We are devastated by the news and the apparent role that Chad has played in what has transpired. The Daybells have denied any wrongdoing. The couple are said to be involved in a doomsday prepper cult. They believe doomsday is coming in July. Chad and Lori uh, kind of went off the rails with their beliefs. An autopsy is pending to determine the children's cause of death. Prosecutors say that will probably lead to more charges. Now another consequence of the lockdown. Marine biologists say with human beings out of the picture, sharks have been swimming closer to shore. And as beaches begin to reopen, if you're planning to go in the water, be careful. Sharks dead ahead. Miami Beach reopened for the first time in three months, and this is what swimmers encountered. Sharks close to the shoreline, right near people. This swimmer had no idea sharks were circling him. There was a swimmer who was swimming on his back, and he swam right over this area where the sharks are. The sightings are not a surprise to Animal Planet wildlife biologist Forrest Galante. With all of the stay-at-home orders due to COVID, People have been out of the water and that's let that environment just relax a little bit and allowed for sharks to move back into their natural space. Wow. That is huge. <laughs> and these boaters had a wild encounter with a great white shark in Ocean City, Maryland. That thing is absolutely ginormous. And the day is finally here. SeaWorld is reopened in Orlando after shutting down three months ago due to the pandemic. Look at the traffic jam waiting to get inside. The famous theme park will have fewer guests with social distancing markers throughout the park. You also have to make a reservation online ahead of time. And of course, there will be lots of extra cleaning. The PGA is also back in the swing of things for the first time since March, minus spectators and zero fanfare. Listen to how eerily quiet it was on the course. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next. The guy who went on a 75-day retreat and came out to a new world. He missed the pandemic and the protests. Did you, in a sense, feel like Rip Van Winkle? Then, <laughs> Julia, Gwyneth, Courtney. The new voices taking over their social media accounts. And, hey, Ma, I've got some news for you. <laughs> Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. The best deals for your weekend grocery shopping. You'll be able to walk through the store and pick out some really good deals. Next, Inside Edition. Grocery prices are on the rise in the pandemic. We've got the best tips to save you money at the supermarket. Then, it's getting hot. It's suffocating. What kind of face mask should you wear and not get overheated? Watch the next Inside Edition. She's a woman in her 20s who suffered severe lung damage due to COVID-19. Now she's just had a double lung transplant, the first of its kind during the pandemic. For the first time in the U.S., doctors are celebrating a successful double lung transplant in a recovered COVID-19 patient. 
How bad were her lungs? She got the virus and very quickly that caused a pretty severe lung damage. She had, uh, at the end, a permanent and complete destruction of both the lungs. The patient is not being named, right. but this is what we know about her. She's in her 20s. She moved from North Carolina to Chicago to live with her boyfriend when she contracted COVID-19. She was on a ventilator for six weeks. The disease ravaged her lungs. Doctors at Northwestern Medicine say there was no hope for survival without a double lung transplant. Without the double lung transplant, she would not be she would not be alive. Meanwhile, this expert from Harvard has a dire prediction about COVID-19 deaths. We will cross the 200,000 mark. We're at about 113,000 now. So sometime in September, we're going to cross 200,000. And we still won't be done. Right? This pandemic is going to be with us uh, till next spring or summer when we have a vaccine. He is a modern-day Rip Van Winkle, a man who went on a meditation retreat, who missed the COVID-19 pandemic and had no idea about the killing of George Floyd. He spoke with our Jim Murray about how different he found the world when he returned. This guy went on a 75-day retreat and missed both the pandemic and the national uproar over racial injustice. Daniel Thorson has spent the last 10 weeks in an isolated cabin in Vermont, cut off from the outside world with no phone, no internet, and no information, just himself. When he finally left his cabin, he sent out this tweet to his friends. Did I miss anything? Only then did he learn about the historic events that are changing America. Did you, in a sense, feel like Rip Van Winkle when you emerged from your retreat? I mean, I, sort of. I, you know, I think in that story, he was gone for something like 20 years. Thorson, a practicing Buddhist, spent all that time meditating without a clue about the drama swirling around him. You come out to an entirely different world. What did you find when you came out? The first time I saw everybody wearing masks at the supermarket, it was a very sort of sci-fi movie experience. It was a striking image. He says he's slowly trying to catch up on these world-shaking events. I still am, am working out how to, how to feel and how to think about it. Um, I, I hope that it is for the good of the world. Daniel's girlfriend has also been on a retreat, and she's in for some surprises when she comes home. Still to come, <laughs> Julia, Gwyneth, Courtney. The new voices taking over their social media accounts. And, hey, Ma, I've got some news for you. It's an initiative called Share the Mic Now, where big stars are handing over their social media platforms to black women for the day. Julia Roberts and Gwyneth Paltrow have turned over their Instagram accounts to black women. It's called Share the Mic Now. I am going to share the mic with an amazing female wellness warrior whom I admire very much. Latham Thomas. Julia Roberts turned over her account to a friend, fashion editor Kalana Barfield-Brown, who posted on the Star's page, let's work to dismantle racism within our family and social circles. I am so honored to be participating in the Share the Mic Now, which is this incredible initiative that amplifies black women's voices. Ashley Graham shared her platform with a co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Opal Tometi. 
Opal has been so inspiring for me and I know she's gonna be so inspiring for you and I'm excited for you all to learn from her today. Kourtney Kardashian, who has 94 million followers, also participated. Right now it's so important that we continue to educate ourselves. And while we're on the subject of inspiring stories, look at this. A young woman surprises her mother with her acceptance letter from law school. <laughs> Melinda just got an acceptance letter from DePaul Law School. Melinda Oliver says she hopes this moment of joy will inspire other black women to dream. And that is what happy looks like. When we come back, a hug that feels oh so good. Finally today, with all the tension in the world, it's kind of nice to see a moment like this. This was the scene when a woman returned home to Kentucky after seven months of military training. She ran through the airport when she saw her family members and looks like she didn't want to let go of that hug. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe. And we'll see you again next time. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to. By partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy the Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.